0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's is at sports.
1: Instagram is at sports.
0: TikTok, YouTube, ImmaculateSports. No Brett here today. Yeah. Sorry. Rest up, dog. But Show it's episode 40. It is episode you 40. You know what that means. Who's your favorite number 40, Kyle?
1: Favorite number 40 has got to be Gale Sayers. Shout out to Alex here, Bears fan. Uh, one of the best running backs of all time. and oh, also- for sure. Another guy, honorable mention, the Black Falcon, Harrison Barnes.
0: <laughs> all right, for sure. Team USA, small forward. Uh, sure. Mine's got to be 2009 AL Rookie of the Year winner, Andrew Bailey. Ooh. One of my favorite players of all time. Probably my first favorite player of baseball, other I, than Roy Halliday.
1: I do have a... Uh... Signed mug, root beer mug from root beer float day at the A's game. I wonder if they're going to have those this year because root, root beer float days were. They're cool. Uh, that
0: will uh, definitely bring more people who are scared of COVID.
1: Yeah, uh, but let's get right into our openers. My opener is going to be Stanford baseball returning to the College Baseball World Series for the first time since 2008. This is their 16th or 17th appearance in uh, mm-hmm. in Omaha. Maybe. I assume it's been Omaha. I think it's been Omaha every single year except for the first two years, so I don't think Stanford made it in those two years either. But 16th or 17th appearance in the College Baseball World Series. Uh, They're looking for their third title. They play NC State Round 1. Should be fun because we were supposed to play Arkansas, Skyler's favorite to win it, just about the, the nation's favorite to win it, as they were the one seed. The NC State beat Arkansas in three games, and now we're playing them in round one.
0: All right. The best thing I've seen over the weekend has been the Clippers-Jazz series. Right now it's tied 2-2. Two to two. It's just Donnie Mitchell is so good, you know, going up against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who's now got his flow back. Great to see. Yeah. Unless you're a big Jazz fan, but not too many people are, That's except true. for the Mormons.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you see that Kawhi dunk, though, last night? Last night I did not.
1: He just destroyed everybody on the Jazz team, but it was crazy. Wow. Uh, Brett's not here, but his opener was Matthew Chapman being back—not literally, but figuratively—as he's hmm. starting to hit the ball really well.
0: His extra base hits in five straight games. Yeah, he's not just hitting those hanging sliders I anymore. I know,
1: as skyler has been saying, he only hit hanging sliders for two years, but now that's he can't hit
0: hanging sliders. It's crazy how that works.
1: And now he's destroying the fastball as well. <laughs> so. Uh, Matthew Chapman is back for the A's, and I'm crossing my fingers with this one, too, because I hope he stays back and we didn't just jinx him. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that we're going to talk about and where's your head at is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, as we're seeing some highlights of the Blue Jays game going on right now. But uh, Vladimir Guerrero leads the league in RBIs, home runs, and I believe he's right there at the top in average as well. Do you Mm -hmm. think Vladimir Guerrero can get the triple crown?
0: I'm not trying to be a pessimist here, but I just don't think he can keep the average up. Obviously, he's uh, playing at a new level we've never seen before, but keeping an average of what it should be at high of maybe 330 this year with all the uh, yeah. contact guys in the American League nowadays, that's going to be hard. Also, watch out for Devers, I think, has a great chance of taking the uh, RBI title this year. He's been tearing the ball. Yeah, Vladdy's kind of got a boost over
1: everybody right now. He's up 22 points in the average plot. He's up four home runs in the the homer spot. And in the RBIs, he's only three above, but that, that is Rafael Devers yeah. that Skyler was talking about. <laughs> I think Vlad can do it this year. He's been just like, there's no signs of slowing down in his swing. And, uh, the only way that people are gonna stop him is really by walking him. And that's not really you can't really walk him in that lineup because of Bo Bichette and Tioscar Hernandez, who's actually starting to hit the Player ball. Player of the well. Month,
0: Marcus Semyon.
1: Marcus Semyon, Lourdes Gurriel, George mm-hmm. Springer's gonna be coming back soon. Kevin Biggio's starting to heat up. They just mm-hmm. Randall Gritchik, another guy, they they have endless names in this lineup. And that's that's a great reason on why Vlad will get this, because he's gonna have the RBI chances. People are gonna have to pitch to him, so he's gonna get those home runs. And when you have home runs and RBIs, you're likely hitting the ball for getting a lot of yeah. hits. So uh,
0: that's fair. I think he
1: is going to get it done. I
0: think he's going to be pretty close.
1: Yeah, uh, one of the most fun uh, players to watch in all of baseball this year. Yeah. But now we're going to move to the other side of the AL East, but not really the other side because of the Red Sox being above them. Or uh, yeah, the Red Sox being above the Blue Jays, yes. but we're going to talk about the Red Sox and their slight struggles against good teams this year. They've struggled against the Astros. They lost, I think, five out of six against them. They split two two over the uh, over the weekend with the Blue Jays, but it looked like they were struggling in most of those games. Uh, besides a few big performances by their guys and a couple walk offs, they were down all weekend. Do you think they the Red Sox this is have mm. a good enough chance to keep up with uh, the Rays?
0: I don't think Boston's worried about Tampa Bay right now just because they're in a great situation in the American League where a team can get a wild card spot with uh, not a whole lot going on for them. They just, you know, watch out for Houston and Toronto, like we like we were talking about. And Yeah, if the Yankees come back, for sure. But, um, yeah, they should be in the wild card race, so I don't think they're going to be worrying too much.
1: Yeah, as the ML or AL playoffs sit right now, Tampa Bay is leading the East, Chicago is leading the Central, and the A's are leading the West with Boston and Houston uh, holding those two wild-card spots. I know it's early, but uh, Cleveland is that next team out, and they're only one game out, but it doesn't even feel like they're that close no. with, like, what the Indians are as a team, especially with
0: Shane Bieber out for a couple weeks now watch them uh, dip a little bit.
1: Yeah. And then there's Toronto and New York and the rest of the teams are nobodies because there's the angels and all those teams yeah. down there. But, uh, I mean, if you're Boston, I think you, you kind of got to be worried as far as the divisional spot goes, because the rays are really showing no signs of slowing down. We're going to talk about the Tyler glass, no injury yeah. here in a minute as well as some other things. But, uh, I mean, it, in baseball nowadays, there's such an emphasis to get that divisional spot because mm-hmm. you don't want your whole 162-game season to come down to one game where anything can happen, really, as we've seen over the last few years with home teams losing that game or maybe an infield fly roll being called on a ball that's 100 feet into the outfield. But uh, you yeah. never really know what's going to happen.
0: You know, with this Boston team, I think uh, the new rules we're about to talk about actually help them out since they don't really have a true ace right now. with sale, not back yet.
1: That's true. And their hitting is amazing. And we're going to talk about those new rules right now. (laughs) Uh, The MLB just announced their foreign substance rule. And the rule is 10 days without pay. Or is it? I think it's actually with pay. Uh,
0: It's just, I think it's just a suspension.
1: Yeah, and uh, you probably have to pay a fine. Out for ten days, uh, as far as the player goes. Yeah, uh, umpires are going to be allowed to do routinely checkups on the pitchers and clubhouses and any equipment that they want to, to see if they can find some sticky stuff. And this sticky stuff isn't just spider tack, which has been the main thing that uh, has boosted spin rates. It's also sunscreen and rosin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give my take on this in a little bit because I'm yeah. a little bit upset. But we saw Tyler Glasnow get hurt on a uh, on yesterday. Actually, I, he might have to get Tommy John. The Braves are hoping that he's not. Uh, he blamed this whole injury on this new rule where he can't use anything. Uh, where he kind of uh, where he directly admitted that he has been using sticky stuff in the past. Yeah. He said that it's two, two starts ago he pitched against the Nationals and uh, didn't use anything. And he pitched really well, but he was tipping
0: his pitches too that game. The the
1: next day, that he was extremely sore, sore in places that he didn't like. He hasn't been sore in his whole career, and then we saw yesterday that he something popped in his arm, and he's now going to be out for most likely the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that the MLB did the good job here of uh, giving these rules and giving these uh, suspensions?
0: This one's really hard. It's really hard. Um, I don't know if this is going to stand for next year as well. Um, Because I'm sure with the CBA coming up, they're, they're gonna be going to work on this. I just, I will say, not everyone is to blame for this. I don't think every pitcher should be suspended who's used this. I I believe that the sunscreen and rosin combination shouldn't be taken away. It's things you might need. Every, you can't take the rosin bag away from a pitcher. However, though it's the boiled Coca-Cola, it's the spider tack, that stuff doesn't fly. That's you know going out of your way to cheat. And get your spin rate. I know, I know you, you people listening to this, you know, isn't putting sunscreen on your arm cheating. It's just, it's how these guys do it. Going to the the trainers from the angels and have you guys seen the text messages For I guess you're the only one here. Yeah. Between Garrett Cole and the trainer. He's like, I'm in a sticky situation. You got to cook me up a new batch. That's, that's uncalled for. I think getting some rosin to control your fingers is not as bad as that.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of this at all. Uh, I don't see the point in uh, banning the sunscreen rosin combination, especially when there's a rosin bag directly mm-hmm. behind the pitcher's mound. Uh, I don't like the – or I do like the ban of spider tack. Uh, it's something that's like – I've seen videos of it where you can literally just hold a baseball upside down without like actually trying to hold the ball, just have a spider tack on your he- – finger and then just like put the ball on your finger you and have can it facing rip home. through the
0: ball and with that on
1: it's it's absolutely <laughs> stupid the stuff that uh the like that that stuff can do so i like that the fact that they're banning that but what i hate about this is that they're doing it in the middle of the season where yeah. uh, as tyler Glasnow said he felt this this uh this change in ruling had a very direct relationship to him getting hurt mm-hmm. and that's because he didn't have time to change uh what he was doing and i know that's kind of the point with with this is because they kind of kind of want to expose the guys that were doing uh, yeah it's it's
0: mechanical too
1: yeah and it's it's bad that they're they're doing it mid-season and there's i assume there might be more guys hurt he didn't expect uh tyler glass now said they didn't expect other guys to be hurt but with him getting hurt he thinks that there's a good chance that other people will Mm -hmm. as well so we'll see who that goes. We know spin rates can be down. We saw Garrett Cole start a couple weeks ago. Oh,
0: have you seen the absolutely uh, the, league, the league average dipped like a yeah. thousand points? Uh,
1: batting average over the last ten days has gone up twelve points as well. So there's definitely a changing in hitting. But what I don't like as a pitcher myself is that that will be still allowing these juice baseballs or and making these juice baseballs. And if the hitters get an advantage off of these baseballs that the these guys are using then the pitchers should get some advantage as well. That's what Glasnow suggested when he said that there should be some sort of like, uh, thing that the pitchers can go to, whether it is uh, sunscreen and rosin or it is some substance that the MLB comes up with yeah. in the future. I think that they should change it so that the pitchers can use that if they want to keep the juice baseballs.
0: It's just interesting to me, you know, the steroid era lasted uh, from, uh, you would say, maybe 95 until 2007. Yeah, And. People knew it was going on, but there was never anything like this, you know, mid-season stopping. Yeah. So this is definitely a first, and baseball's in jeopardy right now.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Uh, We'll see how it goes, though, in the following days. Definitely next episode, watch out for us to be talking about something else that's going on with this. Yeah,
0: sorry if this is kind of confusing. We're very passionate about baseball. It's hard to get our point across.
1: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But let's go to a different subject now where we're going to talk about the Cardinals and the Cubs – Mm. Cubs uh, hosted the Cardinals over the weekend on a three-game series in Wrigley, and they swept them. Uh, one of those games being I mean, on Sunday night baseball, where they won two to nothing. Only six combined hits in that game, mm-hmm. and there's more errors than extra base hits. I talked about that a little bit in the extras on how weird that was, but that's not the point. The Cubs get the sweep over the Cardinals, and now, uh, as of yesterday, we're holding uh, a spot for first place. I don't think they did keep that actually. As Brewers lost as well. As the Cubs in New York,
0: but uh, you think Chicago is now the team to be in the Central? I'm gonna say no, just because there's there's still a chance they blow it up. Even if they're playing good, they're not happy there. The players in Chicago. Um, I will say that Milwaukee has had the least amount of crazy fluctuation between like runs of uh, going two and seven for a week versus going seven and two for a, not a week. You know, <laughs> within nine games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, they seem to be going six and four, seven and three every single week. And I, I feel if they just get another bat, that is the best team by far in the Central. Yeah, I feel
1: consistently, I feel like the Brewers have a definitely good chance at being the best team in the Central because of their pitching rotation directly. Because three out of five days, three out of five games, every single. Rotation. They're going to have Freddie Peralta pitch. They're going to have Brandon Woodruff pitch. And they're going to have Corbin Burns pitch. And when those guys are on, nobody's beating them. And they all pitch back-to-back-to-back. So those three wins are pretty much locks when it comes to that. But those other two spots are are really rough for them to get those wins. But at their best, I think the Cubs are the team to beat. And they're at their best over this, this last month stretch uh, their bats are hot. Patrick Wisdom was a guy that we mm-hmm. mentioned a couple weeks ago. He's still hitting well. Chris Bryant's not in MVP form, but he's close to it once again. Anthony Rizzo's hitting the ball well. Jock P uh, <laughs> was one of their additions over the offseason. He's been hitting the ball really well. Recently, uh, he was uh, making up for Kyle Schwarber's loss in the lineup. Jason Hayward just came back a few weeks ago. Uh, they're getting contributions from other guys in the lineup. Uh, like Sergio Alcantara is actually the funny yeah. one there because never really expected him to be much in the MLB, but uh, I think Chicago definitely is a team to beat when it comes to the NL Central. All right, but that still is the worst division in baseball. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a no need question type thing, though. Yes, we're talking about our favorite team now. It's the Oakland A's. They're hot right now. Winners of ten out ten out of their last twelve in June. Uh, they're getting hot. And uh, they they do hold a first-place spot right now in the AL West, but they don't have n- quite the record that the White Sox or the Rays do. Do you think that the A's have enough to keep up with those top teams in the AL?
0: I think they're missing maybe a couple more pieces, but I'm just going to say the most important thing is they need one more outfielder. Then they need a guy who can get on base. Because, you know, I, how much I, I love Seth Brown and Piscotti, it's just – that's just not the uh, – you're not the race. okay? You can't platoon those guys anymore and want to win playoff series.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Brownie. I like that when he's in the lineup, the power that he provides is definitely something to be notable and something that should keep him in the lineup for when we, we, we platoon. But the Pascotti side of that is not really getting the job done. Mm. I see the addition of an outfielder, I, I'm really, like, I you want... You want a shortstop, don't you? I want a shortstop. <laughs> but when you watch Elvis Andrews over this last month, he's been so consistent. He's been better. And uh, guys like him and Tony Kemp are really, like, some of the big reasons on why we're winning these games. Hard. Even soul. though there's been Matt Olson going off, Matt Chapman starting to come around, Jed Lowry yeah. playing well, uh, Ramon Laureano being out, and so obviously that's going to help with an outfielder spot. Mark Canna hitting well. But... Uh, Elvis and, and Tony Kemp just working abs, seeing about thirty pitches a night. Uh, both of them combined, it's just it helps the team so much. And obviously, I do want Trevor Story, but I like those yeah. guys there. The starting rotation has been amazing. and yes. the big trio right now of Caprillion, uh, Bassett, and Manaya, really underrated trio. And then will be as far as that goes. And the other two starters have good stuff as well. Montas perhaps is the best stuff in the rotation uh and then cole urban i mean he's a decent oh yeah four or five Irvin's been impressive uh starting tonight that is for the a's so i do think they have what it takes to keep up with these guys especially if they do stay hot uh throughout the stretches late into the year uh olsen mm. is a, he's not an mvp candidate yet but if he keeps him the way that he has he, he definitely will be because he's fifth in the mlb in ops and nobody's talking about him at all he's yeah. I mean he's seventh in uh, AL first baseman voting for all star, which That's is ridiculous. Absolutely insane. But now we're gonna go to our weekly awards. Yeah, well, I I to, I, to wrap myself. it
0: up, uh I will say I think we both agree, obviously guys staying healthy, yeah. consistency from the offense, maybe another right handed bat. Yeah. And maybe a reliever.
1: Yeah, I, I like relievers. Uh definitely we're gonna get one back with Trevor Rosenthal yeah. eventually here. But the addition of a reliever and maybe a starter, if you really, really want to, mm-hmm. would help the team out a lot. Yeah. But weekly
0: awards, Skyler, who is your player of the week? My player of the week is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had four four homers, nine RBIs in the past uh, seven days. And he's been really tearing it up, looking like the MVP so far.
1: Yeah. Uh, player of the week for me is also going to be Vladdy. Another thing that Skyler didn't add on there yeah. was his stolen base that he had. I didn't over see the that league. actually. Uh, he also got caught stealing once, but I don't care. It's Vladimir <laughs> Gro Jr. Possible 40 40 guy in the future?
0: Shut <laughs> up.
1: Forty and four guy. Yeah, forty horrible
0: forty homers, forty doubles, maybe.
1: Forty homers four steals.
0: That's fair. That's a good one. All right, now on to Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, my Pitcher of the Week is going to be Anthony Desclafani from the Giants. Complete game shutout against Washington with eight Ks. Uh, this Giants rotation has been disgusting this year. Uh, good for you guys. First place now. Sole possession.
1: Uh, yeah, as right now, they are in that first-place spot. And something interesting with the Giants here, before I make my pick for the award, mm. is uh, the Giants played the Nationals over the weekend. They only scored three runs <laughs> in a four-game series. There were uh,
0: two doubleheaders, right? Or two seven inning games?
1: Uh, two seven inning games, yeah. yes, but still three yeah, runs still- <laughs> in four games, and they won two of those games. So when you look at that in hindsight, that's really a, a positive as far as the pitching goes. Obviously, it's positive as far as the pitching goes, negative <laughs> as the hitting goes, but as a team as a whole, you got to be happy. Yeah. If you're and they getting still got Longoria wins.
0: coming back, too.
1: Exactly. And uh, Tony Estella. Yeah. Or Tom, Tommy Lestell, not Tony. Uh, yeah,
0: he's been gone for a couple months. We don't remember. He's
1: going to be out for a little while, though. But they should have some guys coming back soon. Uh, I know Yaz is coming back for them. But my pitcher of the week is going to be Austin Gumber. I could have gone mm-hmm. in two ways here. Could have gone with one of the guys that had uh, one start and pitched yeah. really, really well. Or he had two pretty good starts. With, uh, somebody yeah. who had two, had two starts and pitched pretty well in both of them. Uh, he went 13 innings in total over the week. Only allowed one run. 9Ks, uh, I believe he only gave up like 8 or 10 hits, something like that, oh. over those two starts. So he is my Pitcher of the Week. That's a left-handed pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Not too many good pitchers coming out of there. <laughs> Not a lot of
0: weekly awards for the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, but that
1: has been uh the prized possession, really, in that Arenado trade for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a trade that they probably should have gotten more out of. Yeah. Now let's go to our Rookie of the Week before we go to halftime.
0: Yes, my Rookie of the Week is going to be Randy Arozarena from Tampa Bay. He had 4-12, two homers, eight RBIs. He's uh, keeping the Rays alive after their ace went down, and they're still in first place. Rakes all day. Wait, no, was it rakes all night, day, year? I think the sign that Brett Phillips held
1: up <laughs> for Randy Arozarena in the playoffs last year. He is also my Rookie of the Week. Great minds think alike. Exactly. Now <laughs> let's go to halftime. All right. Now why did you do it. You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime.
0: Alright, welcome to halftime, everybody. We're going to start it off with some MLB All-Star voting information. I have my ballot up here. I'll explain it as I go through it. We'll start with First Baseman. First uh, Obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the American League is leading the votes, rightfully so, but I'm going to give a vote to Matt Olson here. He's hitting 290-18 homers. He's been on a tear recently. And you know what? He deserves some more votes. That's ridiculous. And uh, the NL side, go with Max Muncy. I believe he he was leading uh, the league in OPS for last month, and he's been on a tear. I I believe he's hurt right now, but... uh,
1: yeah, he's definitely a beast, though.
0: Yeah, he is a beast. Second base, another no-brainer. It's Marcus Semyon, May Player of the Month. Uh, for the NL, I'm going to go with Adam Frazier. He's hitting three thirty two for the Pirates, one of their only bright spots.
1: Yeah. Good for him. Perhaps their only bright spot.
0: I wouldn't oppose to that. <laughs> uh, third base for both sides, pretty straightforward. American League, we're going with Devers. He's a doubles machine. NL, we're going with Chris Bryant, also raking. Like you said, yeah. he's almost back to MVP form. Yeah. Uh, Shortstops for the AL, Devers' teammate, Xander Bogarts, another doubles machine. These guys' OPS is out of this park. And National League, I'm going to go with Brandon Crawford, a guy who is finally learning how to hit in his 10th year. I would say I Tatis. I would definitely say, would say Tatis, okay. but I mean, want a valid vote. All right. all right. Catcher, uh, American League, I believe is another no-brainer. Salvador Perez has been destroying the baseball, 285-16 homers. Uh, National League, I went with Yadier Molina. Uh, I know Posey has some better offensive numbers, but Molina at, what, 38, 39, still, in th- still throwing guys out like it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, he gets my vote. I'd probably take Posey here. Mm-hmm. My outfield. Ooh. All right, so American League, I'm going to go with Mark Canna, Cedric Mullins, and Alex Verdugo. Three guys who I think are very underrated and you know do a lot more than the stats say. And that's the reason why I picked these guys. Nationally I'd
1: probably add Judge. You'd for add the Judge? Outfield. I okay. think that's a relatively good one. Maybe not mm-hmm. Cedric Mullins, even though he's been playing really well. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody at the top. I know.
0: I went with a kind of underrated type uh yeah roster here for the american league at least national yeah. league i went with pretty much best available winker and castellanos from the reds and ronald acuna jr
1: and those are the three guys that i believe are leading the nl and yeah votes uh, for rightfully
0: so dh i went with Shohei otani just because we've never seen it before there's probably not better power numbers but better uh, production you know ar- around the american league but actually 17
1: I mean, home runs is definitely gonna get you that vote yeah. No matter what, Jordan's been hurt a little bit, Nelson Cruz has been good, but I I, I JD yeah. Martinez is an option, but I'd say show. Yeah.
0: Me. Ty France has been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so next up we got okay, Jacob deGrom, the injury scare. Um yeah, so he uh did he tear his Fletcher? No, or strain. He strained he his flexor, did not tear anything. and uh, so what that pretty much means is you can't bend your fingers. And as a pitcher who throws breaking balls, you need to bend your fingers. So that was that was pretty scary. He had a similar injury a couple of years back when he had Tommy John.
1: But he will start tomorrow, so there is no injury.
0: Yes, it was. But uh, my question is, do you think he should win MVP? Do you think he's he's close enough?
1: Well, when we are. 70 games roughly into the season 60 about for the Mets actually because they've played way less games than any other team for whatever reason Mm -hmm. uh and you have pitched as many innings as Jacob DeGrom has and you still have driven in more runs than allowed earned runs I definitely think you should win MVP because Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's going off on both sides and not to take light away from his uh his pitching but he's been hitting amazing as well I think his average is still over 350 he has five RBIs on the year uh, with only four earned runs allowed. It's just it's crazy. I think you should definitely win NLV. Yeah, I
0: think. I think it's fair to say right now he's the best active player in baseball.
1: As far as like active-active, like yeah, not Yeah, playing injured. right now, okay. not injured.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. Mike Trout on the IL, if you guys didn't uh, catch that one. But, yeah, I agree. He's been great. But uh, like Kyle was talking about earlier, Stanford advancing to the College World Series. Eight teams left. Guys, game one on Saturday is going to be Stanford versus NC State, like Kyle said. Game two on that night is going to be Vandy versus Arizona.
1: Yeah, and the winner of those two games will play each other as
0: well as the losers. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sunday, game three is going to be Tennessee against Virginia. Virginia's had a long, long ride. They've had some
1: stressful games for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Game four is going to be Texas, probably the nation's favorite now against Mississippi State.
1: That's fair. I'd, see, I'd say Bandy's probably a favorite mm-hmm. just because the name is well. I mean, they also have a great team, but they're yeah, the reigning yeah. champs.
0: So, mm-hmm. And same with those three and four games. The winners play each other and the losers play each other. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into who I think's going to win in our bold predictions. Really? I okay. will. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, NFL minicamp news. Uh, I'll go through my team first. So Jamison Crowder was asked uh, to take a pay cut and he was kind of holding out at minicamp, but he agreed now. He agreed it's best for the future of the team, so he took a pay cut. Now he's back at camp. It's great to see.
1: Yeah, minicamp's been pretty well for the Raiders so far. We've had everybody show up, uh, even guys that weren't there for the optional minicamp, like uh, Yannick Mm Ngakwe, as well as Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs says he's happy to be a Raider, even after his... uh, Interesting, uh, beginning to the offseason last year <laughs> with his DUI, or suspected DUI that yeah. actually wasn't. It wasn't proven, wasn't, right? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. actually drunk or whatever. But uh, Derek Carr is kind of probably the biggest notable from out of this. He did say that he'd rather quit football than not be a Raider, which I think is very interesting based off of the rumors that have been floating around for the last yeah. few years with him possibly leaving and being in a trade or whatever it is, and him and John Gruden's relationship because – as it looks like, if you are on the Raiders within the next decade, you're going to be coached by John Gruden. That's
0: uh, good to know. You got some stability over there. I guess. And uh, some other. I'm going to give you guys two more notables. Aaron Rodgers has not showed up yet. He probably won't. Definitely uh,
1: won't.
0: Yeah, which is is interesting for you Packers fans. Shout out to Timbo. But uh, another one too. I want to say is Jamal Adams from Seattle uh, left minicamp today. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but he. Uh, Got into an argument and left. He went back home. So uh, I'm going to try to find some more information on that. As Kyle closed the door. Yeah, yeah Adams has been excused from minicamp for personal reasons.
1: Huh? Maybe just tired.
0: <laughs> Carrying the defense. It's true. All year. And, yeah, that's going to wrap up the uh, halftime show. But shall we go to, oh, actually,
1: NHL semifinals. Yeah. Do you want
0: to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So we got... uh, The the conference finals, actually. Yeah, conference finals. Four teams left. We got the Islanders from New York. Yeah. Big uh, (laughs) Jets following right now. It's true. And they are playing... Who are they playing? The Lightning. The Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. uh, Last year's champs. On on the the, other side, it's going to
1: be... Montreal Canadiens versus the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are the Raiders team right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe talk about them a little bit more in the future as well on this episode. We'll see. We oh, will yeah. see. But that's going to do it for halftime. Let's get back to uh, where's your head at. And we're going to start off the second half. And spend most of the second half talking about basketball except for our bets. So first thing that we're going to talk about is the Suns. Sweeping the Nuggets. Uh, First time that they've been to the Western Conference Finals in a long, long time. How are we feeling about the Suns? And what's next for the Nuggets?
0: I like the Suns. Uh, You know, Chris Paul finally got his big playoff series win that he's been looking for his entire career. Uh, 37 points in that last game four. And uh, obviously Jokic ejected in the last game. Didn't help the comeback attempt. Um, So I I like Phoenix going forward. I think whoever they play, it's going to be a great series. Next for the Nuggets is tough because, obviously, they're going to need Jamal Murray to Mm -hmm. go on a serious playoff run. Um, And for Jokic, it's looking like he's going to get the Supermax. So starting to build around him for the future would be interesting.
1: Uh, Suns winning, I think, is awesome to see. Uh, Definitely the team to watch, I'd say, besides the Nets, the rest of the playoffs because they're fun. They're exciting. Most of them are young, except for Chris Paul. Uh, one of the funny things I saw, though, was I'm coming home uh, from the plane trip either yesterday or the day before, and uh, Devin Booker's pumped up, DeAndre Ayton's pumped up, Chris Paul walks out of the plane, he's eight more, need eight more. <laughs> and so he's uh, he's locked in for sure, he's in playoff mode. Not too often the playoff mode works out for Chris Paul though, but yeah. it's starting to look like it's gonna do to gonna mm. do well for him this postseason. Yeah. Now we're moving to the other uh, conference with the Nets and the Bucks. Probably the most intriguing series uh, as far as Eastern Conference series go. Yeah. Bucks are up nineteen to nine right now in Game Five. The series is tied two two. James Harden is playing after being out the last Kyrie few games. Kyrie is not. Kyrie is not, and he's likely to be out the rest of the series. A big blow for the Nets, but they still have the most unguardable man on the planet. It's Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember from last week, I said I was taking Milwaukee in the series. I'm still standing by that. Uh, I, I love the defense they're well, playing. last and week you did not st- Two weeks box. ago yeah. I said that. You switched it. Two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> you switched it last week. I did. Week. Yeah.
0: I did. But on the first show, <laughs> I'm sticking by the uh, the Utah-Milwaukee Finals.
1: Oh, God. That would right. be so bad.
0: It, well, for me, it It'd would be, be very fun. It would be, be very fun to watch. But uh, obviously, if you watched uh, the game from the other night where Giannis and Middleton took 79% of the points for Milwaukee, it's great. And uh, obviously, Brooklyn's in some trouble. They haven't been able to score very much at all against Milwaukee. Yeah.
1: They need to be healthy. And obviously, they're not going to be healthy for the rest of the series. So we'll see how that goes. Definitely going to be something to watch for in Game 5, Game 6, and mm. maybe even Game 7 if we get there. Let's go to the other Eastern Conference series. where We have the Hawks and Nets. Series is tied 2-2. Hawks took Game 1. Philly took the next two games, and then the Hawks took Game 4. I was kind of shocked to see that the Hawks were still in this one. Yeah. What are you thinking?
0: I think Atlanta is in a great position here. Obviously, they're not going to get that uh, potential Game 7 at home. But I think uh, their defense has been just enough, you know. And beat shot four for 20 the other night. Um, obviously, Clint Capella has been putting in some disgusting work in the paint. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, people look at Trey Young, or at least look at this, this uh, Young Hawks team and think, Trey Young is the leader, but I, I, I just think it's it's way more than that. It's the coaching. It's everyone coming together. It's the wing defenders. So I, I think Atlanta's going to take this one in seven.
1: Yeah, they kind of – they partially remind me of the, the Nuggets team last year where mm. nobody really, like, took them seriously, or at least I didn't, and I didn't really take yeah. the Hawks seriously uh, this year, and they're surprising me. I haven't watched any of the series. I haven't, I'm haven't. i not much into watching basketball right now, as the MLB yeah. season's going on, but uh, – I was kind of surprised to see the series was at 2-2 at this point. Yeah. Lastly, we're talking about Utah and L.A. Uh, fun series going on right now. It's 2-2. Yeah.
0: Skylar talked about it in his opener. Mm-hmm. What do you see going forward? I think this one's going to 7-2. And I'm going to take Utah in 7. Because if you guys watched uh, games 3 and 4, you know that Paul George kind of got his flow back. And the Utah... Guards and small forward, whatever, they got a bunch of guys like Bogdanovich and Ingles and Royce O'Neal who play great defense and shoot threes. They weren't hitting their shots. I think if those guys can start hitting their shots, because obviously right now it's looking like all Mitchell versus Leonard. And that matchup's great, but it's about the guys who aren't stars stepping up. And that's where I think uh, Utah has the advantage.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Clippers in this one. Uh, view from afar, I, I think they can win it in six. Winning the next two games. All so right. we'll see how that goes. But now let's get to our bets before we get on out of here. Last week for my layup, I had Miami over Colorado. That's baseball on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did happen. Skyler had Tampa Bay over Baltimore on Saturday. That did happen as Tampa Bay swept the series over Baltimore over the weekend. Yes. And Brett had the Avalanche winning the series over the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> as we talked about, uh, the Knights are still in. The Abs are not. So that did not happen for the Bretts. Not the Bretts. The, the Avs. For, for Brett and the Avs. Uh, this week, though, I'm taking the Angels over the Detroit Tigers on Thursday. That is Shohei's start day.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the San Francisco Giants over the Diamondbacks on Thursday. That's Kevin Gosman pitching against one of the worst teams in baseball.
1: Yeah, uh, that worst team in baseball has a 20-game losing streak on the road this year. Sitting at 20-46 and 46 or 20-47 and 47, uh, this yeah. year. It's absolutely crazy. But let's go to our bold predictions where I had Dallas Baptist University over Virginia in the Super Regionals last week. It was super close. Uh, it went was to tie, that game three. It was two to one in game three uh, on yesterday, actually, on Monday. Yeah. And Virginia hit a grand slam. Crowd went crazy. Uh, and Virginia held on five to two in that game. So I, I, I got the red on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, last week I went with uh, Detroit Tigers to upset the Chicago White Sox. That didn't happen. It went to extra innings. I uh, was kind of right on the fact that uh, Detroit would put up some runs on Giolito, but they didn't win the game. Uh, so, Brett so. had the
1: Suns swooping the Nuggets, and good for him. That did happen. Uh, this week, though, I got the Knights in five is my bold prediction. I don't talk about hockey much. Uh, as a San Jose Sharks fan, I should not be rooting for the Knights at all, but seeing these Raider players... Uh, do whatever they do for the, the Knights or whatever. Like, they're their lucky charm or some shit right mm-hmm. now going on. Every single game that they're winning, they have a different Raider player in there. Uh, Max <laughs> Crosby's been... so the, Well, I don't know how to describe it, but there's like this horn thing that the, the Knights do where you have to like crank a horn, and uh, that's like their big thing to get the crowd all yeah. riled up and stuff. So Derek Carr has done it. Max Crosby has done it. Jonathan Abram has done it. Carl Joseph has done it. And now Yannick Nagakwe has done it. <laughs> so the every single game that they've done it to, they've won. So uh, I'm saying Knights in five. All and right. get some, uh, maybe a championship in Vegas.
0: Wow. Well, my bold prediction is going to be the Arizona Wildcats are going to beat Vanderbilt in the College World Series on Saturday. I also believe Arizona, I have uh, some inside information that they are going to win the whole thing this year. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Inside information. Yeah. I know they have one of the best offenses in baseball, but they do are they are going to be facing the best pitching staff in the nation that as well. True. So we'll see how that goes. But this has been episode forty. It's been fun. Oh yeah, Gail Sayers, Harrison Barnes, Sean Kemp, Bill Lambeer. Andrew Bailey, Andrew Bailey, as Skyler said, <laughs> uh, our Twitter Skyler, what is it? It's at a Max Sports. Our Instagram is also at a Max Sports. YouTube. TikTok. TikTok is
0: that. Immaculate Sports. There we go. All right. Episode 40. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Go Jets. Deuces.